Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Ditch Decade Diets Podcast. I am your host, Lorna Perozo, certified food freedom coach and founder of the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. I've spent 10 years in an unhealthy relationship with food, binge eating, over-exercising, and feeling insecure in my body. This podcast is all about helping you get to the root of your food struggles and teaching you how to rewire your brain so you can end binge eating. If you're ready to improve your relationship with food and cultivate more self-love towards yourself and your health, this is the podcast for you. So let's get to it and jump right in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Ditch Decade Diets podcast. Before we dive in, I want to share with you that I am hosting a completely free masterclass on how to rewire your brain to stop binge eating. Inside this masterclass, you're going to gain so much clarity on why you binge. And this is so important because if you don't understand why you binge, You will find yourself trying to distract yourself, rely on willpower, or even attend therapy, which can leave you spinning your wheels. You need to know the why in order to break free. This is the first step. You can't stop your binge eating unless you understand what is driving you to eat past fullness and feel out of control with food. And I promise that you don't need more willpower. You don't need to keep trigger foods out of the house or even go to therapy to look at past trauma and discuss your childhood. There is a different, more effective way to go about your ending your binge eating. And it all starts with knowing the why. So this is a free masterclass on how to rewire your brain to stop your binge eating. And it is going to be held on Tuesday, June 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And what I'm teaching in this masterclass will blow your mind. (laughs) Everyone says that because they're like, this is such a different approach, but it makes so much sense. So you definitely want to join in. It is free and it's going to be value packed. So go ahead and register by going to sustainablehealthproject.com forward slash rewire your brain, or you can always click the link down below in the show notes. Again, the link is sustainablehealthproject.com forward slash rewire your brain. I cannot freaking wait. I will see you there. And let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this podcast episode where I'm going to share with you a simple way to stop craving something sweet after your meal. I know this is like super duper common. I hear it all the time. Lorna, I can, you know, eat my lunch, but I always need to finish off with something sweet or I'm full at dinner, but then I always have to have something sweet. And Honestly, I've personally always had a sweet tooth. I know I definitely got it from like my grandpa a thousand percent. (laughs) Every time I would go to his house, he would always have chocolate and, but he would have like 90% dark chocolate, you guys. And my cousins and I would always like laugh because we're like, none of us are going to eat that. But I love dark chocolate, not maybe 90%, but dark chocolate is good. 
Um, but anyways, I've always had a sweet tooth. And if you're listening to this, you probably do as well. So I actually, before I actually dive in, um, I remember I had a client that I worked with inside of the ditch decade diets Academy, and she would always crave something around like one o'clock. Like she would have her lunch and then around 1 PM, she would always have to have something sweet. Like she would have that craving for something sweet. And it was this constant thing. And she kept on asking like, why I don't need something sweet. It just feels like every day after lunch, I end up having something sweet. So I want to share like why this happens, why you typically crave something sweet after your meals. And I want to say, you guys, it's not a bad thing to crave sweets after your meals. Oftentimes we fear our cravings and we fear sweets, right? You might have this bad or negative association with sweets or with cravings. And they're not like this big, scary monster, you know, cravings aren't always a bad thing. In fact, cravings and even your binge impulses are just signs from your body, right? Like they're here to teach you something here to show you that something is off and you need to pay attention to those signs. Think about, you know, like the time of the month. Why do so many women get all of these cravings for chocolate more than normal? You might like really love chocolate, but during the time of the month, you might crave chocolate a little bit more or a lot more. (laughs) That is because during the time of the month, your magnesium levels are lower And guess what? There's magnesium in chocolate, right? Like your body is so, so, so smart. And obviously you don't have to get so fancy with knowing all this stuff about nutrients, but simply put cravings are not a bad thing. And they're often just a sign that like, they're just showing you something. It's a signal right from your body. And so many people just dismiss their cravings and say like, I shouldn't be having these cravings or it's bad to have these cravings. And then because you dismiss your cravings all the time, it builds and it builds and it builds and it builds and eventually becomes so strong, like the urge to binge where you can't even try to distract yourself. You can't even try to dismiss the the, the craving. It feels like you have to give in. And I'm sure you can probably relate to that. So what do you need to do to prevent yourself from needing something sweet after every meal or most meals? One of the biggest things you guys is to up level the satisfaction of your meals. Satisfaction is literally I'd say probably like one of the most important things in your relationship with food, it is the key driving factor to being able to stop when you're full and to also listen to your body. Because if you're not satisfied, you're just going to keep on eating and you will often go for something that is satisfying because you're not satisfied, right? Let's say you had a meal, you weren't very satisfied you most likely aren't going to go for like carrots or some broccoli. You're probably going to go for sweets because you know that satisfies you. 
you didn't get the satisfaction from your meal. So you need to get that satisfaction through something else, whatever it is that you find satisfying. It's a fact. We need to feel satisfied. It's not just like this nice thing, you know, like it would be nice to feel satisfied. No, we need to feel satisfied. And I never really thought it was important because, you know, I just ate what I needed to eat and what I was quote unquote allowed to eat, what I thought would be the best choices. And I would eat all of my healthy meals and actually enjoy them. I really do enjoy my healthy meals. I always have. But when I took satisfaction to a whole new level on while I was on my food freedom journey, it was a game changer. The food that you think right now tastes tastes good, it's going to taste like a million times better when you actually put some effort into it. And here's the thing. Okay. I am no cook. I am so basic. You guys, when it comes to meals, like it's kind of scary. Uh, I don't have the desire to spend hours in my kitchen. Like I run my own business. I have clients. I have a husband. I go to yoga. I like to walk. I do things that I enjoy. I clean. I like, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't got time to just spend hours in the kitchen. Um, I don't mind cooking. Like I cook, of course, but it's so basic, like basic of the basic. (laughs) And thankfully you guys, (laughs) my husband is so simple. I literally one day I made, made him like burnt eggs for dinner. And he's like, this was so good, babe. And I'm like, I'm literally so blessed. I could like cook burnt eggs. And he's like, so thankful. Like he's, I think he's actually way more simpler than me, but anyways, I'm rambling, but I keep things simple, right? You can still keep things simple, but make it satisfying. It's all about getting creative, trying new foods, trying new food combinations. Like I don't have the desire to make this recipe that has a a fourth teaspoon of this and half a cup of this and, oh, just a leaf of this and just a little, like, no. When I mean simple, I mean like the basics, but I have different food combinations. I get creative and I tell my clients all the time, we all have like different food combinations that we enjoy, but it's good to switch it up. It's good to try something new that will actually excite your taste buds. And it can be so simple instead of a chicken salad with maybe cucumbers or peppers maybe adding in some olives and dried figs. I literally started that combination. Uh, I don't know if it was last year anyways. And I'm like, it's so good. The sweet of the dried figs and then the salty of the olives. mm, So good. So having a little bit of everything, um, is really good too. Like instead of having a big pasta dish for dinner, What I prefer is a little bit of pasta and then maybe some protein and then like a salad on the side, Um, maybe some like cheese. I've been actually, I don't like love cheese except, um, well, I I like cheese on like pizza, um, but I don't just like eat cheese by itself except for this mozzarella goat cheese. I found it. 
so good. And if you have like dairy issues or like stomach issues or whatever, um, this should be good for you. Cause I have a sensitive stomach too. And it's mozzarella goat cheese. It's really good. It essentially tastes like mozzarella. Uh, but there's also it's, it's goat cheese. So anyways, I like all the things that's what satisfies me. Just having a soup for dinner. I don't care how good the soup is. If I just have soup, it probably won't do it for me. I would rather a smaller bowl of soup and then a plate of a variety of different foods. And I feel like my whole family is like that. My dad, it's so funny. Like, well, basically everyone in my family, but my dad, like he'll have a bowl of salad then he'll have a burger. Then he'll have some, and I mean, we eat healthy. So I'm talking like grass-fed burger, potato wedges, maybe some quinoa and then some broccoli, like a little bit of everything. And I just love that. Even this past weekend, as I'm recording this podcast for you, Andrew and I spontaneously went out for pizza at Boston Pizza. And I love those spontaneous dates, you guys. Like we were driving and we were looking at houses because I don't know, it's just fun <laughs> where we live, where we just move for like looking at houses and then He's like, do you want to just go out for dinner? And I was like, hell yeah. So we had pizza. And again, I ordered my own pizza. He ordered his own pizza. So I got this Mediterranean pizza that had pesto on it. I love pesto. And he ordered like this Hawaiian pizza, which I was kind of surprised about. I did not know he would like that. But I guess you learn something new about your husband every week. Um, and I enjoyed my pizza. Like it was really good, but I needed some of his, I needed a little bit of the sweet. I needed different flavors. I needed my taste buds don't do well with just boring things. Like I, 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 like I said, if I ate my pizza by myself, it would have been good, but it 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 brought out the flavor so much more when I also had a slice of his Hawaiian pizza, which was very sweet because of the pineapple, right? You, You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I would ever order a Hawaiian pizza. That's like not my thing, but having a little bit of it was perfect. So try out some different food combinations, different temperatures, different textures, see what makes your taste buds happy. Even if you're going out for dinner, maybe ask everybody to like share a bunch of appetizers. I love that. Right. Instead of just getting like one appetizer for yourself and then your friend gets one. What if you get two and you both share it? A lot of this is trial and error, but you might really know that you like sweet and salty or something hot and cold, like a soup and a sandwich, right? You guys cannot not do this. Like it's so important. And I promise when you feel really satisfied with what you've eaten, the desire to eat something sweet, it's not going to be there as intensely because you got your fix. You feel satisfied. And again, there's nothing wrong with wanting something sweet after your meal, but you first got to make sure that your meals are satisfying, which is really, really important. Now, another thing that you can do is whatever food 
that you tend to crave after your meal, let's say dark chocolate or a cookie or whatever, just add that food that you're craving into your meal as part of your meal. Like with your soup and sandwich for lunch, also have a piece of dark chocolate or whatever you crave because this will help to normalize it and not see it as something bad. Now, maybe you do this with a meal or maybe even a snack. So many times we have this idea of what a snack or a meal needs to look like. That's so limiting. And you keep yourself kind of boxed in that prevents you from really enjoying the meal. And I know this is kind of hard to wrap your head around. If you would have told me a few years ago that I can eat dark chocolate or a cookie. You guys know that I enjoy eating healthy. So I usually make my own cookies and stuff like that. But if you would have told me like I can have a cookie with my lunch, I'd be like, no, I'm a healthy eater. I'm not supposed to do that. But then after my meal, I would just binge on the cookies or binge on the chocolate. So normalize it, right? Sometimes a snack for me is like a homemade chocolate chip cookie or a snack could be some grapes or an orange with these. I make these like really good chocolate almond butter bars. Um, so sometimes I might have that, like it's a good combination of like, um, the fruit, but then also like the chocolate, um, or maybe I'll have, you know, rice cakes with almond butter and banana, and then I'll have some like cashews and dark chocolate on the side, or whatever, you know, but if I told myself that I can't have something sweet, just eat the rice cake and almond butter and banana, because that's healthier. I would enjoy it. Like I said, I love that combination, almond butter, rice cake, banana, or even like frozen blueberries. Mm, So good. But if I didn't allow myself to have something sweet, I would probably, like I said, just crave the chocolate and eat it anyways. And I see this all the time, right? I used to do it. I would have like this healthier alternative and not feel fully satisfied and then go for the, go for the thing that I actually wanted. Um, another example, I would be like, okay, I need to have a healthier alternative. So I'll have yogurt instead of ice cream or what's another example, um, protein bars. I was like thinking that I was doing myself a, like a service of eating a protein bar versus chocolate because I'm like, it's healthier. Meanwhile, like it's processed and there's, there's, you know, shit in it, but whatever. So I would like tell myself I can eat the protein bar because it's healthier, but I would have the protein bar and maybe I really wanted, um, you know, chocolate or whatever that I was actually craving. And then I would binge on like three or four protein bars because that's not actually what I wanted, you know? So you can really prevent this by just allowing yourself what you want in the first place. And I know there's probably fear coming up. I know this can feel so backwards. It can feel so wrong to actually allow yourself something sweet with your meal or with your snack. But a lot of the times you need to do something different if you're continuing to feel the same way. I tell my clients all the time, it's way better to allow yourself the cookie or your favorite food, the something that's sweet, allow yourself to have it, normalize it. And yeah, allow yourself to have it. And then 
you don't have to binge on it after. You know what I'm saying? So to sum it up, cravings are not bad. Eating something sweet isn't bad. But you typically, typically, (laughs) what the heck was that? You typically crave the sweets because your meals are not satisfying. Or you see sweets as bad and you see your cravings as bad. You don't allow yourself to fully enjoy it. So get creative, try new food combinations, and this will be a game changer for you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you are ready to gain so much clarity on why you binge, which is fundamental in breaking free from the binge eating cycle, you can join me in my free masterclass, how to rewire your brain to end binge eating. That is going to be held on Tuesday, June 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you can go ahead and register by either clicking the link down below in the show notes, or you can go to Sustainable Health Project dot com forward slash rewire your brain. Again, that is sustainable health project.com forward slash rewire your brain. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will see you in the masterclass.